poppin' everybody? Welcome back to a girl and her mother-in-law. We're hopping into it today, you guys. We are. Okay, so here's here's my little spiel though first. So I've been listening to um, Alicia Marie and Remy Ashton's podcast called Pretty Basic and they inspired me also just the light of the world right now kind of inspired me, but they do a good amount of episodes actually about any sort of friendship loss, um, you know, whether it's... Are you burping? We uh, both are having chest gurgles and mm. just cough bubbles and issues. Maybe we should have a drinky drink. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'm like sitting over here like, whoo. Okay. Anyways, um, yeah, they do a lot of episodes where they dive into like friendship loss and relationships and, you know, real life shit that people go through. And I feel like in light of, you know, just... The scenario of quarantine and everything, it kind of... I feel like a lot of people went through some sort... Yeah, with somebody in their life, whether it was because you didn't align with what they, you know, put forward in the world, or um, you grew apart because you hadn't seen each other for a month, or you just had a falling out, and 2020 is just weird energy, so crazy shit is happening. Um, Because I'm also going on social media, and as I'm scrolling through Twitter, I see a lot of people that are like... You know, if somebody's not meant to be in your life, they're not supposed to be like, I'm seeing a lot. Maybe I'm attracting it because Mm. of the shit that I've been through this year. But I'm seeing a lot on social media of people like, you know, somebody's not meant to be there. It's okay. And da da da. I'm seeing a lot of people like just posting things about relationships in your life, no matter if it's family, a real relationship, a friendship. You know, I too. I I see it too. I have a very, I have a few friends that are very positive and. Mm post a lot about that and again I don't know like you said if it's something that I'm attracting lately or if I'm looking for it because it's such a dark world we're living in now Mm. so I might be looking for that little bit of light or glimmer of hope in Mm -hmm. the shitty situations that we're all living I know personally people who I love very dearly who have been hurt and with friendships Mm -hmm. with relationships and our email box has yeah, that just, too. It's been filling up with the same sort of emails. So mm-hmm. we want to dedicate this episode yes. to reading some of those emails and then talking a little bit about just some maybe some advice. Yeah, and- because I feel like when Jerry and I do get into conversations like this, like off the podcast about this kind of stuff, I feel like we do have... I don't know, experience. <laughs> We've been through some shit, so I feel like it could be good. I was, and I, I, Ironically, I was talking to Amani yesterday, and I was saying, you know, like, I don't know what I want to do. Like, I still don't know what I want to do in life. <laughs> I'm as old as I am. I have no clue. Um, maybe something with, like, digital art or something creative or the crime solving. And uh, Amani goes, Ma, you should be a therapist. You're really good with your words. You really, you know, always know what to say. So, you know, this is very fitting for today. Yeah. And I think that, well, a few different things. So my point being was that I listened to these episodes from Pretty Basic. And even though it's, even if it's shit that I've heard a million times, it's so good to just hear it again. And so even if we can be that for some of you guys or turn these negative things that you might be going through into a positive thing and try to switch that mindset for you guys. Or or give you the courage exactly. to walk away mm-hmm. or give you the courage to uh, know that 
you're bigger or better because and that's, everybody's going we, through our it. last episode was was a few emails about people who have told us what we have helped them accomplish. Right. So let this we have episode, that power. <gasps> you know? No pressure, <laughs> but let this episode. It, it we're outside, right? So let us give our outside perspective, mm-hmm. and maybe you hearing it, just like Alyssa said, when she's listening to that episode, even though it's shit she knows, hearing it from somebody else makes that difference. Somebody who inspires you even is even more impactful. Mm-hmm. So if we inspire you, this could be a really good episode. This for you. could be, yeah. And if I not think, just tune up, if like, not just, just fucking exit, fucking, yeah. Don't, don't take anything we say seriously. <laughs> we're um, not professionals, but I think that another thing too is it's so interesting to have our different experiences and our different viewpoints. <laughs> fucking chest is gurgling. From being a mother-in-law, an older woman, a younger woman, like the different perspectives and that you've been through so many different things and I've been through so many different things and like just to hear different perspectives on everything I right. think will be really interesting as well. Then let's get into it. Okay. All She's right. like, let's go. No, two things. Are we doing our faves? Oh, yeah. You want to start out with a little lighthearted favorites of the month? Can we just do it quickly? Okay. Okay. <laughs> She's like, I want to get into no, the because, good shit. No, no, because this is the first fucking day of the month, and I don't want to get, like, in trouble. Mm-mm. Why? <laughs> For not fucking doing it on the first oh, one, because yeah, we, we fucked up. We always forget to do our favorites. So now we remembered. Okay, let's do Okay, favorites. so my favorite food, the Mexicali chicken burgers from Aldi. Good one. It's Kirkwood. I looked on Amazon. I did not see it. But oh. if you have an Aldi next near you, mm-hmm. it's a yellow box. Mexicali chicken burgers. Absolutely bomb. Delicious. Love them. Those are a throwback. We used to get them all the time. Yes. And then now we had Lidl, so it was like... And Lidl's doesn't have we broke up with comparable. Aldi. Yeah. But these are delicious, and I can eat them without a bun. They're very filling, and they're just so, so tasty. So okay. that's my fave. Beautiful. I had two things written down, but I'm going to go with just one of them. Uh, the broccoli pasta side... It's the swirlies. They're like literally 99 cents. And it's got the little chunks of broccoli. From Noor's? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you But the broccoli cheddar one. Delish. Oh, my God. You could add some extra steamed broccoli in there and like really beef it up. Oh, my God. It's like mac and cheese. It is. It's and it's it's not even like too too high calorie. It's like, like the whole bag is like four fifty, but you're not going to eat the whole bag. Me I know exactly. Split what, it. Yeah, I know the exact one. Oh you're talking fuck about. me we up! That shit is so good. I agree. <laughs> I, I love agree. That. Okay, go. Useful tool. Useful. Something um, useful. Yes, my <laughs> Amani, a huge baking connoisseur. Mm-hmm. I have that microwavable bacon grill. Yeah. So you lay it, it has a cover so you don't get splashed everywhere. Wow. And it's wonderful. That, my dear, it's is on Amazon. Amazon. Um, love it. Swear by it. So if you guys eat a lot of bacon, it's good because it has the grooves, catches all the grease, easy cleanup. I and get it that for Zane. Crispies. It makes it really crispy. Yep. <gasps> Zane's birthday's coming. I'll get that for Zane for his birthday. How about let me get it for Zane for his birthday? Okay, you fucking get it for Zane for okay. his birthday. Whatever. Okay. Um, okay, cool. Awesome. So... By the way, really quick, if you guys are new here, um, anything that we mention as our favorites, it's in my Amazon store under the Ogma Good section. Good luck fucking finding <laughs> Amazon.com slash shop slash Alyssa Rose XO. Yeah, that's easy enough. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. It's in all my video descriptions. Okay. okay. My favorite is the six-in-one game pack. That is on Amazon as well, mm-hmm. but I bought it from Target. Okay. We have had a ball with that. 
It's fucking fun. And it's for three-year-olds and up. But, like, where are the up? It is. So. It's, listen, it's all the fucking throwback games from when you were kids. Yes. It's all games I played when I was a fucking kid, and I'm ancient. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How fucking cute are they, though? They're oh, like- my God. So it's, like, Old Maid, Go Fish, Crazy 8, Matching, Memory, like, all those games as a kid. And So fun. As an adult, revisiting it, mm-hmm. it's, it is. It's wonderful. We've had a lot of fun playing them. It's simplis- simplistic. Yeah. It's a very simple, fun game, just Absolutely. like hearted like yeah yep but you get like competitive i don't know it's just it's a it's fun so agree and it's cheap it's agree like ten dollars on amazon for the six and one yeah yeah no agree perfect yeah. agree okay go uh my last my choice is the cold case cracked crackers from amazon oh, that's in my amazon store i uh i thoroughly enjoyed it it was great time i know i mentioned it but now it's official that's my fave um we're working on our second one we started it and we purposely put it off and oh you never finished it yet no because just life happens right right right. um but i can't wait for like i can't wait i i am looking forward to finishing it it's interesting it's very detailed it the 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 quality of it and stuff like that um i know Alyssa has a little bit different of an opinion um, it's okay. It's not my favorite thing in the world, but I, it was fun. But that's not your... It's just not my forte. It's not her forte. Yeah. But quality-wise and the fun of it, I think, um, if you're into that kind of stuff, I think it's... I, I highly recommend it. I've bought both of them. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I've bought both of them. I Yeah, I would personally prefer to do an escape the room. Yeah. Like, in-person, physical touch yeah. kind of thing. Even though this is physical touch, but... Yeah, this is more like, it's like critical ca- thinking, mm-hmm. like paper and pen kind of yeah. Yeah, that's not for me. stuff, yeah. you know, where escape the room is like touching, feeling, figuring and out. And you get it's into that world. Yeah. Like you're in the room. Like it feels like you're actually in that world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Maybe I just want to get away from my own life. <laughs> <laughs> she wants to escape. She wants to escape Alyssa Rose right now. Oh my God. Okay. I have two shows. One of them I put on here because... We set. We started talking about it in our last episode, and then we just never talked about it. Bo- the Border Patrol show. My God. We start. Remember, I was like, "Oh, that show." And I then know. You're like, when Wait, I was but let me editing, talk about this one. Yes. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck, we never talked about I it." I think I may have edited it out so it didn't seem like we were doing it. Oh, but really? yes, it was like, "Oh, not that show." And then we never got back talking right. to it. So yes. So Jerry recommended the show. She actually talked about it on a recent podcast. Um, they show you the border of Mexico, and it is so interesting. They show you how they catch people with drugs and. All these different things. It's it's like really, really detailed and just so fucking interesting. It is very interesting. Yeah. So that one's called Border Patrol, right? I think that one's... On Hulu it was. Yeah, it's Border Something. Border Something. You guys will find it. And then my other favorite show that I have written down is Undercover Boss because I used to watch <laughs> it all the time. Undercover Boss. It's like those shows that you forget about and then when you find it again, you're like, like oh, oh my shit. God. Yeah, so I've been binging that when I have my Do you know what pisses me off time. about Undercover Boss though? I feel like the bigger the corporation, the cheaper they are with their money, and that pisses me off. Oh, I never like I didn't Subway. I think it was Subway was so cheap with their shit. Really, I think it was Subway. God, if I'm wrong, I'm sorry, Subway. Um, One of them that you thought would just be like so, they were so cheap. Really, and then I'm like one little like mom and pop kind of thing does so much. So I feel like you know I feel like so much of it is like maybe it depends um, on like the episode's budget or something like mm, that. Like I I bet that Undercover Boss provides some of that money. I bet you it's not all the CEO. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Gotcha. I mean, I've I mean, look, yeah, you're idea. looking at, yeah, I don't know either, but um, uh, I love it. Yeah, I've been watching a few of them. The one that stuck out to me, the Nestle Toll House. No, wasn't Nestle Toll House. What the fuck was it? Okay, 
I don't remember what company it was. Basically, um, because I watched so many of them, but she was an older woman and she was very, it was Nestle Toll House. She was very strict on her customers, 45 seconds with each customer. You watch this one? And And then when she she had to do it? Yes, and she had such like um, a harsh attitude with her children as well, and the whole experience just changed her mindset and yep. had her become more of a compassionate person. Oh, I remember like the way she spoke to her yes. children. The, the, oh, very stern. Yes, yeah, so uh. she called them and she was like, "I just want you to know, like, I'm there for you. Like, I'm sorry." Da da da. Yep. And it was a really, really good episode. I agree. That was I remember that one. Yeah, and I remember being so angry at. Her. I know. And then at the end, I was like, "Okay, good. She has yeah. a little bit of a heart." Mm-hmm. And that's where I think people need to learn. Like, I understand the drive. You want to grow. You want the ambition. You want to yeah, get there. You want to be. Yeah. But at the same time, don't forget the personal. You know, mm-hmm. there's be humble. Mm-hmm. You know, don't forget be what humble. got you there. Absolutely. You know? Those are some good favorites. Oh I liked God, those this month. They wow. sure were. <laughs> Me and Jerry actually wrote them down ahead of time and didn't yes. forget. So there you are. All if you're those, new here, look, we do this was, once a She month. was trying to breeze right past it. She was like, all right. I um, forgot. The other thing I just want to touch on, somebody actually emailed us, and I've seen messages sent to us about this coin sor- shortage. Coin shortage? Coin shortage. Have you come across this yet? No. Okay, so there's a coin shortage, and the more places you go, the more you'll see it. So when you go to oh, go to a store, due to the coin, sh- coin shortage... Blah, <laughs> That's a tongue twister. Um, exact change, otherwise use a debit or a credit card. Why? I had a friend, and I promised on my three children, she showed the receipt on... On her thing. She went in to buy a gallon of milk. And whatever it was. Say it was two forty nine. The gallon of milk. She paid with two fifty. On the receipt though. At that. It was a Kroger's. Okay. It was a Kroger's store. Yeah. And it was two forty nine. But on that receipt. It actually rounded up to three dollars. Automatically. Because of the coin shortage. Why? And she was refusing. God, I hope I'm not sounding like an asshole. This will happen, but now I don't know if she was posting it like as if it was already something circulating. But I don't know whether it was her personally. But okay, somebody went in, bought this gallon of milk. It was two forty nine. They wanted to pay with two dollars and fifty cents, and it was rounded up to three dollars because of the coin shortage. And she's like, "But I have fifty cents." Yeah, just keep my penny. Keep was, my penny. Yeah, or oh, it was nine cents. So whatever it was, two forty one. Then then right, keep right, my right. nine cents, and yeah. they wouldn't do it. What? Yep. Wait, so what's going on? There's a coin shortage. <laughs> how? How there, does You know that why? Happen? Because of people like me that have a jar full of fucking pennies. Oh, in the house. That's so funny. Um, there's a coin shortage and they're oh, we could get asking, so into that. They're, but we're not going to. She said, we have emails. Um, but yeah, so. We have a little bit of time. Um, I saw a TikTok yesterday that was like a girl that's just like, I will never understand the meaning of money and why they can't just print more. <laughs> But like obviously it's backed by something, but the comments are hilarious on it because they're like, I don't understand, just print more money. Print like more nobody money. will yeah, know no. that there's no meaning behind it. Like just keep printing it. Like if, right? And no. the value of money is nothing. But, but like yes, how do we I, know? I, I, like there's so many deep things that we can go into. So like how how do you how are they gonna put more coins back in circulation? Hold on. Who even uses cash anymore? I haven't used cash in so long. Oh, I use my, like, credit and debit card everywhere. What are you looking up? The coin shortage? The shortage is the result of the economic slowdown caused by the coronavirus, which okay. has affected the circulation of coins. Wow, so that's really not- informative. <laughs> <laughs> so they are not 
making as much coins mm-hmm. because of the corona, I guess, shut shit down. Oh, I see, I see. But but how often is money you're buying something for a dollar fucking forty nine and I'm giving you a dollar fucking fifty? Take my two quarters. Right. That'll you know that'll help the coin shortage. I went to the dollar store yesterday and what I, it was say eighteen sixty five. So I gave eighteen. I gave twenty sixty five. He gave me back two dollars, and then I said I have a bunch of more change. And he gave me like I even gave him another dollar's worth of change, and he gave me another dollar. What bill. a good citizen! You're helping the coin shortage. Dude, of course I am. <laughs> I'm not about to get gypped. That's what it is. I'm so cheap. I'm making sure I have it on. You're like me. I will contribute to the coins. <laughs> Don't worry. And maybe it's time for me to change in my rolled coins. You know. Your rolled coins? Yeah, I have, you know, I have my thing upstairs of coins. The blue thing. And bills and coins and bills and coins. Uh-huh. But maybe I can check all that out and deposit in my house account, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you never, right? That's a lot of coins. Isn't it like halfway full? No, it's just. Still, you can underestimate that. Oh, yeah, we did last time. Yeah. I, I, barely, co- I barely covered the bottom. I'm talking about those big five-gallon gallon. spring yeah. things. But I remember last time with the whole one you paid for my tires, I borrowed yeah. money. But I remember it was barely mm. covering the bottom. Covering mm-hmm. the bottom, And I did have a few rolled coins in there, but I remember being able to pay you back. Yeah, and that. you're like, holy so, shit. Like, I did not have any clue that there was that much money in there. So... I probably have a few hundred dollars. Yeah, you guys should again. do that. Yeah. I think that's that a good idea. Fun. I love counting and rolling coins. Love it. Yeah, it's so you, that'll so, be fun like for you. Pu- together a jigsaw puzzle. Like, I like things like that. Uh-huh. So it'll be fun for you. And, and it'll help you, the economy. And it'll help the economy and it'll boost your mood. Yeah. You'll be like, oh, shit. Right into our house fund. I have a couple hundred more dollars yeah. to add to my house fund. Yeah. Hmm. Good, good idea, to be And it's going to be rainy the next week. So, yeah. So it'll be, give you something to do. Good idea. I'm Perfect. on it. Perfect. She's on, on it. it. She's going to come back and let us know how rich she is next week. I will time. tell you. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. That's our updates for today. <clears throat> yes, ma'am. We'll bullshit more in the next episode. Um, so yeah, let's get into this. Friendship loss, breakups, family problems. We've all been through shit. I swear I've been through more shit this year than my whole life. <laughs> like literally. I and feel I like I've most ha- of I haven't us been have. through this much stuff. Like okay. this much emotion. I've developed anxiety this year, first of all. Like I was I of course I got anxious, but this year I developed like anxiety like on a lot of days. Whereas like usually I wouldn't have that much anxiousness and I think like a lot of us have like just developed like emotional you know overthinking be sitting with our thoughts for a long time time yeah sitting and and I say this a lot too like when you sit without all the distractions that you had before you weren't able to go out and see people you weren't able to go shopping freely like in the beginning when everything was like really really shut down you know, when you strip um, going to the movies or being able to go out to eat or, you know, doing that hobby that you liked. It's like, what do you like to do by yourself? And when you sit with your own thoughts, how do you reflect on yourself? And how do you reflect on the things that you surround yourself with? And how do you change when all of that is stripped away from you? I've learned so much about myself. Well, we can get into it as we read these. But um, yeah, I think a lot of people have just been through a lot of growth and a lot of changes this year. Because of everything, the world problems and then personal problems on top of it, mm-hmm. because personal problems are a result of the world going nuts. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, yeah, I think we all can relate on that, whether it's a small thing, a big thing. Um, I think we've all been through some shit this year. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Fuck 2020. Dude, Remember that I, song? Oh you know that God, song on TikTok? Yes, I do. I think, still, I think I have it on my playlist, actually. Still sad, still ain't got no money. <laughs> it's a good song, but uh, it's so true. I've, I'm never going to be more ready for a new year. Like, I've never had a year where I'm like, wow, that sucked. I can't wait for next year. Like, I've never really felt that. Like, I've always just been like, all right, it's New Year's, you know? Except 2019 was one of the best years of my life. And then 2020 said, you know what? That was a little too Put good. Put the brakes on. Yeah, let's like- Stop s- enjoying it so much. Yeah, let's flip a switch on huh. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 2019 I was one of the it. best years of my life. But other than that, I've never had like a year that I was like, that was really good or that was really bad. But this year I'm like, wow, that was really bad. But I feel like I'm rambling and we haven't even started emails and Jerry's like, oh my God. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all because that's what this is about. I know. I need to let my thoughts out somewhere. Um. Now I cut my own self off and I don't even know what the fuck I was going to say. Um, I was going to say, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. I feel like I've got a good grip on trying to turn the negative into positive after healing from some of the things that I've went through. And I feel like that can be good to share with you guys. I'm going to shut up now. Let's read emails. Go ahead. I'm sick of hearing myself talk. Okay. This is um, a message that was sent to us. Oh, that's what you were doing. <laughs> Okay, so hello, Alyssa and Jerry. I've tried a million times typing an email, and I feel so much pressure at trying to sound normal because thousands of people will hear it, but I never have the right words, so I just decided to type a message. I really want to just get everything I'm feeling off my chest. That's what we're all going through, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so I've been married for seven years. I have three kids, and ever since the beginning, we started... um, Him thinking I was cheating, so then he cheated. Okay, so I forgave him. Like, ever since the beginning, something was wrong. He was thinking I was cheating, so then he cheated. Before confronting her and asking if she was cheating? Well, I guess he just thought she was cheating. Interesting. Okay, so I forgave him. During the seven years, there's been multiple times I've caught him, but never left. I guess I'm scared how... How can I be a single mom of three? I know it's not impossible, but I'm scared to take what step? Uh, to take that step, sorry. Mm-hmm. Well, Saturday, I found screenshots shots of messages and pictures of go- girls in his phone. So he claims none of those messages are his, that his friend sent them, but I don't believe it. He swears on his mother that they're not his, but honestly, I'm tired of being the only loyal one. I know I'm... I should leave, but I'm scared. Am I stupid for still being here? What hurts the most is when I met him, he didn't have much. He got his residency because of me, and mm. now he make, makes good money and just uh, for someone else just to come while I was by his side for seven years, pushing him, and now I feel heartbroken. Um, okay, first of all, how are you going to be a single mom of three? You're going to be one. You're already a single mom of three if he's outside of the marriage. True, boo. You know? Yep. And you deserve I, better. One billion percent, I was there. I stayed in my marriage longer than I should have because I was like, oh, 
how am I going to do it being a single mom and three? I mean, I was rescued by ever. Comfortable. Um, yeah. You were rescued. <laughs> and then what happens is you, by staying in this relationship and allowing this to happen to you, you're doing such an injustice to yourself mm-hmm. and to your children. Because would you want your children to stay in a relationship that the person, that their partner is being unfaithful and not true? And, you know, you wouldn't allow or want your children to have this. So by you staying in it, you're showing your children that that's okay. And that was really what gave me the push to get out of it. It was once, once I had my daughter, I'm like, I would never want my daughter to stay in a relationship like this. And it gave me the courage to walk away, you know? So that's really good advice. It, you have to, because you don't want your kids doing it. Right. So it's just like a man who puts his hands on a woman, right? Would you want your, somebody putting their hands on your mother? No. And they, they kind of look at it in a different light then. You know, so I think you definitely need to walk away and yeah, it's going to be hard. And trust me, (laughs) I ate ramen. My kids ate ramen. We always talk about that ramen, how I used to look for fucking change in the couch cushion. But girl, I'm here and my kids and we're thriving. Yeah. So somehow you have to trust. And I think we're going to, you're going to hear that a lot from us today because you really, really have to trust that everything happens for a reason. And Absolutely. if you walk away from this, you hold your head up high, you put your chin up, you be strong, you have kids that, that are going to look to you mm-hmm. and look up to you. So you can't, like, let them see you fall. Mm-hmm. And my thing with my kids also, my, my, my advice is not to let them see you fall, but also to be very real with them, you know? And um, I think by being transparent, you allow kids to, to learn empathy And I've said it before that I think that's what this world is lacking right now. I think a lot of people are not empathetic and sympathetic to people. And I I think by being honest with your children to an extent, and of course, depending on their age, but I think that's going to allow them to grow as humans, you Mm -hmm. know? I think you said that beautifully. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, I think that, you know what, we said this on the last episode too, like know your worth. Absolutely. There's plenty of fish in the sea. Life will go on and it may be hard in the beginning, but it'll be what's best for you. And you'll look back and say, I'm so proud of myself and glad that I did that for me and my kids. And allow yourself to cry Mm -hmm. and be angry Mm -hmm. and to go through the the cycle, go through the motions Mm -hmm. of of getting to where you need to be. Allow yourself that. Mm He's not the man that you fell in love with anymore. Right. So. It's okay. Do yourself the favor, Mm -hmm. you know, and like let go of somebody that isn't good for you at all. Like I, that's what I'm, I'm trying to say I want to do for you guys is switch that mindset like that this is bad to this is good. I'm moving on to bigger and better things. I'm doing what's best for my children. I'm going to become a better person. I'm going to become stronger and this is good. Yes. It's going to feel bad for a while, but try and switch that mentality in your head to this is a good thing. Bigger and better will come of it. And it, and everything happens for a reason, and you are going to look back, and you're going to be like, wow, that was so good. Mm-hmm. I agree. Beautiful. What? Nothing. You're already I, crying. <laughs> I'm hurt. You're hurt? Yeah. For me? No. Oh, just people. Yeah. People suck. People do suck. And that's another thing that we can get into. (laughs) (laughs) Some swallow. Some people turn into somebody you didn't, you don't know anymore. 
some people change. Some people are meant to be in your life. There are people, you know, that this is something I learned this year. So take what I say with a grain of salt because I'm still learning and healing from the things that I've been through. Um, you know, some people are meant to stay only for a season. Some people are meant to stay in your life forever. And for me personally, it's like when you have somebody in your life that you picture at your wedding in the room when you give birth and then all of a sudden they're not in your life anymore. That's a scary fucking thing. And um, I'm not going to cry this episode. Um, You have to have to switch the mindset that it's happening for a reason and it wasn't meant to be. Life plans shit out and there's certain reasons why certain things happen. And um, I think that's another thing that I've learned in the beginning of quarantine, when I did strip everything out of my life and I did just sit home with myself, I did realize that I have an attachment issue with people and I get really close too quickly and I put myself more into that person rather than myself. And that's something that I definitely have come to the realization with this year is when I next meet somebody new, um, Friendship-wise, I'm talking about, not relationship. Um, when I do meet somebody new, I am going to tread carefully this time. And not in a negative way, in a way of not losing myself for that person. Not that I lost myself in, in my friendships, but um, I did put a lot of time and energy and effort and almost pushed myself to the back burner. I still paid attention to myself, but... Um, I really, really valued our friendship. I put a lot of my happiness, I guess we can say, into certain friendships. And so when I lost it, it's devastating mm-hmm. because I put so much of my heart into it. And you know, so we had um, a thing in the Facebook group, like a drawing, and you had to find like little riddles or whatever it was. And one of the things was all my eggs in a bag, like all put all your eggs in a basket. Mm-hmm. And Aaliyah was like, what does that mean? And exactly what you're saying is exactly what that means. Mm-hmm. You know, you put everything into that. So now mm-hmm. that it's gone, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. you got to pick it all up. Yeah. You pick yourself up. You got to build yourself up. Mm-hmm. And going off of what Alyssa said, you have to, everything, every relationship, whether it be mother-in-law, daughter, daughter-in-law, mm-hmm. whether it be boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, siblings, whatever it is, every relationship relationship is 50 50 mm-hmm. or like a lesson zane with the whole 80 20 um, yeah. but you have to give but you also have to receive mm-hmm. and if you're doing all the giving and you're not receiving mm-hmm. that's sh- sh- hightail it out of there right hightail it out of there mm-hmm. you know yeah and um yeah i think it just taught me that another thing i learned this year is like not Everybody that walks into your life has to be forever. And I think that's a pressure that I put on myself is that every friendship I've made or every, whether it's a business relationship or whatever the relationship would be, I felt like it's forever for some reason. I didn't, I put the pressure on myself that it was going to last forever and not that it's okay if people come in for a season and then mm-hmm. they exit or you fade or you have a fallout or whatever, however mm-hmm. you disconnect with the person. Maybe you're friends with somebody for a while and you just realize, eh, not really the person for me. You know, shit like that happens, real right. life. And so I've, it's so weird because at 22, you would think I would know that. 
but I think it took me losing a strong friendship at this age to realize not everybody that comes into my life is going to be there when I get married one day Mm -hmm. or have kids, you know, like, and so I think that has helped me a lot that now when people exit my life, I have the positive mindset of, okay, they weren't meant to be there. And even I, if it hurts, even if it hurts, even if you cry, even if you get upset, yeah. But you know it was. Meant I know to be. that they weren't meant to be there, mm-hmm. and like I said, even if it's like I've had so many friendships in my life that have just faded, or we just stopped talking. I've had fallouts. I've had, you know, um, whatever the the situation is. Um, I've went through family shit this year. Like I've been through so many emotional things that. Yeah, I think I've just come to terms with the fact that, like, it's okay if people aren't in your life anymore. Because there's so many damn people out there, and I really, truly believe that life has a plan, and you'll meet so- you'll meet people in random places, and random things will happen. And even if the relationship that you lost, or the friendship, or the family member that you lost, you know, felt like it was so perfect, it wasn't. Because guess what? It didn't work. Right. So it wasn't <laughs> so perfect. Right. You know? And, um, yeah, I think I've really come to terms with that as well um one other thing that I also saw I'm seeing on social media which again I don't know if it's the energy that I'm like (laughs) attracting I don't know um your phone also picks up shit that you talk about Mm -hmm. which is so weird but um I have been through like some family things this year as well and blood I've said this a lot on the podcast but blood doesn't make you family and we totally should normalize that if somebody in your family is toxic and not good for your mental health and not a good person, it's okay to distance yourself and it's okay to make boundaries and it's okay to like, don't feel guilty, you know, for feeling the way that you feel, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, because family is a hard thing. Like you're going to kind of feel gaslighted like, Oh wow, you don't like them. And it's like, my feelings are valid though. You know, I wouldn't be feeling the way I'm feeling if there was no action on their side. My feelings are a result of what this family member did. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that a lot of people go through that shit, too. And that's really hard. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I just want to normalize that. If somebody's not good for you, family, friend, whatever, like, you have to let go. And normalize letting go because it's just part of life. Like, I went through friend loss in high school, too, but I I guess maybe I went through it, and then I had Zane, so it was a good comfort for me, mm-hmm. having Zane there, so maybe it wasn't as rough. Um, it definitely was hard, but I think as an adult, you're so in tune with your emotions so much more than when you were a young teenager, you know? So I guess you just learn more lessons and, you know, learn more about yourself. Three, three, three on the clock. Mm-hmm. That's my number. I'm going to shut up now. Let's read emails. <laughs> God damn. Go ahead. Oh, I read it. It's your turn. I just talked for like 30 minutes. <laughs> okay, fine. <clears throat> Advice. Conflicted in my five and a half year relationship. Hi, ladies. Um, this is a long email. Sorry. Next email I will send is a funny one. <laughs> All right. I am confused and need fresh perspectives on how to handle some conflicts my fiance and I are having. We have literally faced every kind of situation a relationship could have except long distance. Family problems, relationship problems, we all know how it goes. 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We have an 11th month old baby, beautiful baby girl. She, oh, he is an amazing father and I want nothing more than to grow as a family. I mean, who doesn't, you know? Right. I recently enrolled in a four-month EMT class to get my license and start the beginning of my career. He started his first semester in college last year, failed them all, blamed it on having a newborn, is currently on academic probation, and isn't showing any effort in trying to go back. Hmm. This wouldn't bug me so much if he had a different plan or career choice in mind. I am here to support him like any partner should. I bring it up at least once a week because, God forbid, I repeat myself to him without him getting mad. Mm. I just want to see him achieve his dream job, which is to open his own business to build and sell computers. Him and his friend have actually started this, but it's literally at the very beginning. He needs the schooling and knowledge for this kind of business. His grandparents saved a shit ton of money for his tuition, and he is eligible for FAFSA. Do you know what that is? Mm -hmm. So literally it's all paid for. Like government paid for? Okay. Um. All he has to do is go to the school and talk to someone. The problem here is he is lying to his grandparents and mother about being in school. They think that this past year he's been passing his classes and been busy with a full-time job, student, and a new father. Nope, that's been me. Mm -hmm. I was able to bring my daughter to work with me until COVID came about. We actually live in a house with his grandparents on... His grandparents own their own land, so they come over when we are not home, give us our mail and shit, which I hate because we pay them rent, so why walk into the home and not even tell us, or give us a warning at least? When his grandma sees it's a mess, she goes off on us and tells us to grow up and stuff. Oh my god. If I had time to clean the house, I fucking would. My fiancé didn't step up and didn't take charge. I had to attempt to clean and cook and do literally everything. He has literally told me since... Since he works 10 more hours a week than I do and gets a bigger check, I should have to do the home, do, I should have the time to do things I bitch at him to do. Bitch, no, that's not how this is going to work. I am busy 24-7, studying, working, going out of town for internships, watching Kinley, you know, he would th- you would think he would be helping in every way possible since literally all he does is go to work and come home. His work schedule changes all the time. He was working overnights, now he's working 4 to 12 at a call center and he says he loves it because he doesn't have to wake up and immediately go to work okay but there are better paying jobs and that i have shown him that are literally in his career field but are eight to four or nine to five and he doesn't apply because quote i know i won't get the job i literally hate that response and every with every bone in my body you never know until you at least try i wanted to see him grow and i want to be the one next to him but when he says things like that it just makes me want to move on and grow on my own and co-parent with him Now time for more intimate things. He only shows affection when he wants to have sex, which turns me off so hard. He doesn't show that I am a priority. It's literally like high school saying bros before hoes. When he has time off, I watch Kinley. Or when I've had to be out of town at work, he is handing her off to a family member to babysit while he goes out and get wasted or stupid high at his friends or goes to his game room and drowns himself in video games. I don't care about hanging out with friends or taking time for yourself. I'm all about it because trust me, I need time to myself too. But when it comes to never wanting to to have one-on-one time with me, unless it's just sex, it makes me wonder if this is what our marriage will be like. Will he grow out of it, grow a pair, and be a man, and be a dad to his daughter? Be, and be the man me and his daughter need. 
Like I said earlier, he is such a good father to her. They have a wonderful bond. But where do I fit into this picture of the family? He's always had things taken care of for him growing up. And it's not, not saying that his childhood was good, but he was babied by his grandma 100%. He had no chores, no responsibilities as a child. It's really showing now. If he wants to be, if he wants me to be a fucking maid, then I, my, by all means, go get a job that will support us and I will be a stay-at-home mom and do it all. Mm-hmm. But that is never going to happen. I've sat him down and talked about this in the past. Here is what happens when I talk to him about all of this. He gets defensive and says I'm being dramatic. I say that I'm going to leave because I can't take this anymore. He says that he is sorry and will show me that he actually cares and blah, blah, blah. He helps with the house and actually asks how my day was has went. And then a couple of weeks later, already back into the same shit. Mm-hmm. This is literally what happens every single time. I have a big heart and I have a hard time letting go and moving on. I actually left to my mom's house in January for a month because it had gotten so bad. He barely talked to me. He had his grandma come over and clean the house for him while he was in his game room playing his games. I know this because when I would FaceTime him, he would have his headset in his game room and wouldn't even talk to me. He would go be so into the game so hard that I would hang up and 10 minutes later he would text me, what happened to FaceTime? The couple of reasons I went back is because one, I felt homesick and two, I have this picture in my mind of a perfect family and that's all I've ever wanted because of my family's past. Mm -hmm. When I moved back, I was enrolled in the EMT, of course, and he was excited for me, but that was it. He never asked how class went, how I'm doing on tests, and if I needed help with studying. I had to bring up in conversation for it to be talked about, and he literally forgot about my graduation. Like, come on. I know this has been long, but I'm really conflicted. He used to be everything I wanted in a partner, but it's just not anymore. He's the father of my daughter, and I'm happy that he stepped up in that part. I know what it's like that when he takes care... I know what it is like when he takes care of me and acts like a man. And when we have good days, they're absolutely amazing. But this past year, he's just lost his balls. They're nowhere to be found, LOL. So I guess my question is, should I give him time to get his shit together? Should I leave? Is there anything I can do to help? Loving someone has much, as much as I love him is what's making this so hard. I just hmm. don't get it. Woo! Please wow, talk. Wow, Alyssa. Go ahead. I'm so glad that was your turn. I didn't even realize it was so long because we could have went back and forth, so I apologize. I know. I didn't realize either. Okay, so everything we just said applies to you 100%. 100%. You're giving your all, and he's not stepping up to the plate. And you said it right here when you said... Hold on. <laughs> Oh, I have this picture in my mind of a perfect family, and that's all I've ever wanted because of my family's past. So you have this picture in your mind, and now you're sacrificing, and you're putting off, and he's, you know, you're giving him a little bit of credit. You want to give him a little more time. No, I I mean, I hate to say just walk away, but that's... If you guys have sat down and had conversations and it always goes the same way, same way and then weeks later it resorts to the same thing, then really you're just wasting each other's time. Because if he wanted to change, he would have. If he took you seriously, he would have. Right now, he knows you're going to have this conversation. A couple of weeks later, he's going to go back to the same shit. He knows you're going to stay, and then you'll just have to have the conversation. And right now, it's just like a broken record. It's going on and on and on and on. He's not taking you seriously. So... I think you just need to do you. I mean, you're doing it all now. Your school, your work, and you're taking care of your daughter. You're doing it all right now. He's a great daughter, uh, great to your daughter, great Mm co-parent. You know, separate. Get somebody who's going to spend time with you and really be into you and how your day was and ask all those questions and be what you need because you're putting all of this into and you're not getting it back. That's what Mm -hmm. we were just talking about. You need to 
get back what you're get putting in mm-hmm. and you're not. Mm-hmm. And I think this is another one where we say you kind of answered your own question because you said here at the end, this is all you need to say. He used to be everything that I wanted in a partner, but it's just not anymore. Yep. You can't stay with somebody for the rest of your life if it's not somebody that you want anymore. You answered your own question. And as hard as it is... To walk away. It's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. It's, but... It's going to be hard. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And you got to go through hard and shit in life. you'll look back at this and you'll be like, you know what? I'm glad I did it because now... You have you. You're gonna feel like your worth. Your worth is back mm-hmm. because you were able to stand up to it. You understand that you deserve better, and you'll get it eventually. Whether from yourself, loving yourself, or maybe you'll find a mate down the you know down the road who mm-hmm. does appreciate and love you and understand things. You know. And if you're scared that it's gonna be hard to leave, it'll be even harder to stay. So just don't do it to yourself anymore. Because look at what you're going through right now. That's hard. Take that toxic shit out of your life, man. Relationship help, please. Hey, listen, Jerry, I need help. My boyfriend and I have been together for three and a half years. I'm 19. He's 21. Last night, we got into an argument because he thinks I'm not physical in the relationship like I should be. And he literally said he sees me more as a quote-unquote friend i was really freaking hurt by this but tried to ignore it because there was better things to talk about like how am i physical but we just went back and forth sorry but we just went back to work a couple of weeks ago full-time and it's hard to find time to be physical with him and i still spend quality time together our sex drives have never been the same i'm never gonna be sorry for not feeling like I want to have sex because it's never changed. I've always been this way. He seems to think that he seems to think he's the problem, which is annoying because no one's the problem. It's literally because I see him for an hour every day and my mind isn't thinking about sex. It's thinking about just being with him. Any suggestions? Any advice? Thanks, girls. Hmm. We're already mentally so drained. This is. Yes, this was a hard, this is a hard episode. Yeah, for sure. Okay. This one's a little more lighthearted. Okay, so three years and now you're, he sees you more as a friend because you're not physical. So, Mm. A, like you said, you've just gone to work, gone back to work full time. You're fucking exhausted. B, we're living in a fucking time that of uncertainty uncertainty mm-hmm. right uh, that's what i hate about it the world is crazy we don't know what's going on we don't uh. know when things are gonna go up open so you have a right and he should understand and maybe you need to express it like this like no it's not that i'm not attracted or no that i don't want to have sex it's that we see each other for just an hour or whatever and things are changed the world is crazy you know and i'm just feeling a little different mm-hmm. and can we talk? But also, let me play devil. Go ahead. Okay. Sure, that might be what it is. You just working, haven't seen each other, not really in the mood. But I want to make sure that you check in with yourself and you're not just telling yourself that that's the reason and you're actually not physically attracted to him and you just don't really want to have sex with him. Ooh. Because you might be lying to yourself. Like, it's just work, it's just this, it's just that. But 
if you see him have for an hour every day, out? yeah, like have you checked out of the relationship of the physically? Physical, yeah. Have you? Is he right? Right. If, like, put your pride aside. Is he right? Mm. If you see each other for an hour every day and you don't have sex at least once a week, maybe that attraction isn't there for you. Yeah. I mean, that could be, that very well could be the case. I think that, you know, couples that are really busy um, at least have sex once a week and keep that, because that's definitely a spark in the relationship, you know, like keep that spark going. And if you feel like physically you're just like, oh, I just don't want it, mm. you might not be physically right. attracted to him. That's okay, but you need to be honest with him about it because then that's not fair if he's saying, you know, where's your physical attraction to me? And you're mm-hmm. just like, I'm just busy. Right. But like, why actually do you not want to have sex with right. him? Is it truly because you're exhausted or have you lost sight of that? Mm-hmm. It's very possible. Yeah. People do it. Yeah. People check grow in, apart. Check in with yourself. Mm-hmm. That's a good one, Les. Check in with yourself. Check in with yourself. All right. Advice slash relationship advice. Um, my name is Lena and I love you ladies so much and I really need mm. some help. So I've been dating this amazing guy for two years now and I love him to death. We'll call him Joe. I couldn't imagine my life without him, but, and we've had so many good memories together and he treats me like a princess. I got to the butt a little too early, mm-hmm. but, but <laughs> there's this guy that I used to work with and his name is Carl. So Carl and I were friends at work and we loved when we were on the same shift together because we would just because we just worked super well together and got along great. Well, we started texting and there was some flirting going on. Carl knew that I had a boyfriend, but I also didn't stop texting him because it wasn't that big of a deal to me. But then we stopped talking because he told me that he liked me and wanted to be with me. And I told him that I loved my boyfriend and I wasn't interested. So fast forward about a year later, we start talking. Okay. No, we start talking again because I out, I found out that Carl had COVID and I was worried and I wanted to make sure that he was okay. We continued to text and became close friends again. But now I think I started developing feelings for Carl. Carl and I no longer talk because he told me that he still liked me and it was too hard for him to just be friends with me, which I totally understand. It's been about three to four weeks since we stopped talking and I can't stop thinking about him. I love my boyfriend, Joe, and I want to be with him, but I can't help but miss Carl and miss talking to him. Every time him and I talked, it was so easy. We have so much in common. He's so mature. He's really funny. He's six and a half years older than I am. And that scares me a little. And Joe is a couple months younger than I am. And it's his first serious girlfriend. Recently, I told Joe that I want more excitement in our relationship. And um, that I want to feel how I felt in the beginning when we weren't officially together. And there was a lot of flirting. And it just felt new and exciting. Joe has been improving and trying harder. Um, and I really love and appreciate that. I feel absolutely horrible about thinking about Carl and wanting to text him and see how I feel and tell him how I feel. But I'm avoiding that because I don't really know what would happen if I text him and told him how I felt. I don't know if I would want to leave Joe either. We've imagined our future together and I couldn't see it any other way. Another thing is that I have such an amazing relationship with Joe's family mm. that it makes all of this even harder. I wouldn't want his younger sisters or mom or grandma to hate me. I love Joe and I keep trying to convince myself that the feelings I have for Carl are just because it was new and exciting and made me feel good. Please help. I really appreciate some help from you two wonderful ladies. Lena. 
She said, okay, love you, bye. Oh, she did. I missed it. Sorry. <laughs> you missed it. My brain. Okay. I mean, I was going to totally say one thing, and then she said it like, right. Eh. No, she said it right the en- at the end. I love Joe, and I keep trying to convince myself that the feelings I have for Carl are just because it's new and exciting. I absolutely 100% believe that that's what it is. Mm. When somebody is giving you attention, especially if things between you and Joe if he's lost that little bit of sparkle, if your relationship has lost that little bit of sparkle and you're getting a little bit of sparkle from Carl, of course you're going to feel Sounds that like a dream. sort of way. Yeah. Um, the thing I, I, I'm iffy about is... Uh, Close with Joe's family? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. We've imagined our future together and I couldn't see it any other way. If that's true, why are you writing this email about Carl? Mm. And if you're holding on to Joe because you've become attached to his family, girl, that's the wrong reasons because you're, you're not only dating gonna his hurt. family. Right. The family, yes. If you guys got married, it's a package deal. I understand. And mm-hmm. yes, you should have a great relationship with the family of yeah. the person you're dating, but that shouldn't be the reason you stay right. in the relationship. Bingo. So between the whole family comment and between you saying, We've imagined our future together, and I couldn't see it any other way. But yet you're thinking of Carl. I think you need to reevaluate how you really feel. Mm-hmm. Because the thing with Carl, Carl it's just like— I cannot <laughs> stop thinking about Carl, Candy Mountain, Charlie. No, that was my generation on YouTube, okay? You guys will know what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't, but um, I'm thinking that obviously— it, it's it's flattery. If you go somewhere and somebody treats you nice or yeah. flirts with you, it's a good, wonderful feeling. Especially but Especially if you're not in good terms with your boyfriend. Correct. So I really think you need to reevaluate your relationship with Joe and what the value of it is, you know? Like, deep. You know? Alyssa's looking a like, gray. yes. A gray. Yes. gray. Hmm. Okay, I need the courage to leave my marriage. Is this me or you? Me? Me. Oh, cool. Oh, is it me? You can go right ahead. I I love when you read. Oh, thanks. That's so nice. I'm 25 years old, and I have been married since I was 18. I have... I'm 25 years old, and I've been married since I was 18. We have a four-year-old daughter. My husband is a heavy drinker, which is the cause of our problems. He won't ever quit um, after we talk about it, how it affects our marriage in a negative way. He's the type to drink over 24 beers by himself and not know how to control himself. He will drink, drive to buy more. Girl, why are you letting him do that? He will stay up until 7 a.m. to continue to drink. He gets verbally abusive, which hurts me a lot. Over the weekend, he insisted going to buy more beer when I said no. He said he was tired of me and wanted to leave me. I said, go ahead. Nobody has you has you here. And then he yelled at me, saying, I'll never make it alone since I've never worked. He pushed me and yelled at me, and I'm so emotionally drained. 
and I just want to get away. I'm scared of how I will make it. I truly do love him, but I just wish that he would quit drinking. How can I help him understand our marriage means more than alcohol? It breaks my heart to think that my baby might grow up in a broken home just because he can't control himself. I'm sorry that this is long, but no one in my family knows that we fight a lot. I've kept this to myself for all these years, and I needed needed to let it out. I truly love you ladies and it makes me feel like I have friends again. Never stop doing what you're doing because it helps more people than you guys imagine. Much love. Okay. Okay. My sweet girl, you need to leave. Yes. Leave. And I'll tell you why. You've talked about it. It's been going on for years. He's verbally abusive. Things will never change. He said he doesn't need help, right? He said he doesn't want to get... He just wants to go to the store, drive drunk to get more. I personally, if he was to leave, and I promise, if I had this problem with ever, I would do the exact same thing. I've given this advice only because I've personally been affected by drunk drivers. If my man was to walk out of the house and choose to drive drunk to go get more beer, you're, you better believe I'm on the phone calling 911 reporting his ass. Pull him over and put him into jail. Yes. Because then it'll be court ordered that he has to go get some kind of help. You're putting into a And then he makes you feel bad. You'll never do it on your own. You yes, need me. Will. Fuck. No, you definitely can do it on your own. And you know what? Raising your daughter in a broken home is better than better than raising a daughter in an abusive home. It's not you're, gonna be broken, it's gonna be whole. You're you're being abused. Like mentally, it's just exhausting to fight that kind of fight. And like Alyssa said, it's gonna be whole because you're gonna you're gonna become a better person from this. By walking away, you're gonna have to become stronger, you're gonna have to be, but you will. And then it'll it'll just it happens. It's scary, the thought process, doing it alone, whatever. If you've never worked, you'll do it. You'll manage and you'll look back at this and you'll be like, thank God I should have did it sooner. Mm -hmm. You know, like. Yeah, that's like the theme of today's episode. Yeah. You'll be okay. You do it for your daughter. Would you want your daughter, think about it. Would you want your daughter in a marriage with an alcoholic? No. You wouldn't want that. That you tried to help. Right. So if you've tried and you've tried and he has it and then he puts you down saying you're never going to succeed, you know, you don't know anything, that's just, he's trying to guilt you into staying with him. Mm -hmm. And that's absolutely the first reason. He's gaslighting you. Yeah, that, you need to get out of there. Take your daughter and be safe. People come in, they make a tornado and then they're like, what? What do you mean? Yeah. You don't want to be with me? And the very sad thing is that she's never shared this with any of her family. I think you should. Been there, done that. And you should share it. It winds up. So I'll help you. It want yeah, because it winds up like if you don't, then it's people are it, they're gonna be like, huh? What we thought we you know? Because mm-hmm. if you make everything seem perfect and and like everything is great to the outside, then when shit like this happens and you're making a decision to walk away from this marriage, then people are gonna, like, what the hell happened? Like I don't get it, and they're gonna look at you as being the wrong person. So you definitely need to. Um, I would talk and confide in your family and ask for help. Mm-hmm. There's no that's a, that's another big thing that we should say is it's okay to ask for help. Yeah. Put your ego aside, especially if you need courage. Put your pride to leave. aside. Yeah. 
Alyssa and I are giving you courage right now. You've got this. Mm -hmm. Do it for your daughter. She Mm -hmm. deserves it and you deserve it. Yeah. You know? And if you if you want to do the thing where he leaves and you call the cops, if 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 you have the strength to do that, I would do that. If you don't, because I understand how hard it could be, then don't. But that's like another child you're taking care of. You don't need that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You've got this. You've absolutely got this. Don't feel guilty. Like this is not this is not your actions. You couldn't have prevented this. You couldn't have controlled this. This is on him. This is not your fault. Um, and yeah, don't feel gaslighted if he tries to make you feel like you're being the bad guy. Because it, like I said in the beginning, this is a result of his actions. So however you decide to take action for it, you're valid. Don't make don't let people make you feel bad for it. Hmm. Preach it. Preach it. Want me to read this one? Yeah. He's my soulmate, but... Uh-oh. Dot, dot, Hi, listen, Jerry. It feels basic to start off my email telling you how much I love you, but I fucking adore you guys. Mm. Alyssa, I've been following you for years now, ever since you started your renovation videos. I'm obsessed. I just love how down-to-earth, kind-hearted, sexy, Ooh, and relatable you are. Sexy one. Literally a 10. Oh, you are such a light in my life. Oh, my God, I love you. And, Jerry, you are so damn incredible. I've only known you for about a year. That's when I started listening to the podcast. But let me tell you, you are just magnificent. The way you carry yourself via podcast you sound like a real life goddess jesus you have so much love and are such an you're using two big words for me girl <laughs> dictionary exemplary mother you ladies are just amazeballs oh my lord oh my i am blushing <laughs> Okay, now time for the good stuff. That was the good stuff. Hope it's not too long. I'm talkative. We got you. That's right. Alyssa got this. (laughs) My boyfriend of one and a half years is my soulmate. He is the man I know and I will spend, I know that I will spend the rest of my life with. I will be buried right by his side. And he believes the same. We have gone through hell and back already and we have such a strong relationship. I truly am blessed. He's an amazing man. We recently moved from Arizona to SoCal to be closer to my family. And we've been quarantined for the last four months as he's working from home. And my job has been shut down due to COVID. I'm a lash artist and salons are shut down in Cali. All right. To the juicy stuff. Quick preface. We have established that we want to complete open communication with each other. And I mean completely. It's important to us. I am very open with him, absolutely everything, because of that principle. There is nothing that I don't share with him. And I'd like to think it is the same the other way around. So I've been struggling with our finances since we've moved here, and we have been trying to pinch pennies left and right. We share finances, but we don't share bank accounts yet. So we have an understanding that we tell each other everything that comes in and out of our personal bank accounts. We even have a finance tracker where we... Can we both track our accounts together? So the other day I asked him how much he got paid for this week and he innocently handed me his phone with his bank account for me to look at. Of course, I glanced at more than just his paycheck. So I came to find several 999 charges from Google Play. I saw three, so that was about $30. I asked him about it and he guiltily said I bought stuff on my game. Like the games you play on your phone and you can pay money to buy coins or whatever. You know what I'm talking about. I looked at him and I said, well, I'm disappointed, mostly because you 
kept this from me, but also because you know how stressed I've been about money. I very, I was very angry, mostly about him keeping it from me, like I said. He said that he doesn't mean to keep it from me, but he just forgot to tell me. The problem is, to me, it feels like he's lying to me, and it breaks that complete trust a little. So he argued, and I even threatened our relationship because I can't bear to be with someone that I can't trust. I asked him to tell me exactly exactly how much he had spent on this game and I had to go back and look at the account to tally and proceeded on telling me that he had spent $160 in the past month and a half. I lost my shit. Mind you, I know it's just a game and he could be spending it on worse things, but he has been keeping this for me. I got super mad, told him that I wanted to leave his lying piece of shit ass and that he completely broken my trust. I later cried and admitted to being a bit dramatic and he apologized profusively and even cried and said that he couldn't live without me. So we agreed to work on it and try to move forward. I am obviously still bent up about it, but honestly, I don't want to be. I just want to forget it ever happened. I am very torn on how to feel. I have a tendency to overdramatize situations like this, but I don't ever want to sell myself short either. Am I, am I right for feeling super disappointed or betrayed, or do you guys think it's not that big of a deal and that I'm just fucked up, but, but oh well, we should move on. I want your honest advice. I am torn. Help. Here's a picture of the both of us. I'm 24 and he is 29. I love the shit out of him and I truly know he loves me just as much. Wowza. Okay. <laughs> Your girl. What? I'm, just, I'm, I'm trying to see the pictures. You know me, I like to have visuals. Okay, you guys are cute as shit. <sighs> okay, so you want my honest opinion. Like, you want our, like, honest, honest opinion? Like, you're my honest, honest like opinion? Like, you really want our honest opinion. Okay, here's my honest, <laughs> honest opinion. Okay. I've had issues with people breaking my trust. And it fucking sucks. And it's so hard to move past. And I've had that issue. So here's the deal. If you really want to move past it, you got to truly move past it. You need to have another conversation with him and say, when I mean completely transparent, we're going to be completely transparent. And if you want to go and buy a fucking thing for your game, uh, tell me about it. Not $160 later after I find it. However, I think we all need a little balance. Balance a little, even like a little joy, right? So if this game, right, times are tough, quarantined, all this shit. If he's playing a game now, <clears throat> over the last few months, because that's when you said you went back and you checked, it's literally been the length of the quarantine. He's occupying himself. Maybe he's doing that to distract himself from all the bullshit that's going on in the world. So do I think it was right of him not to tell you? No. Do I think he did it on purpose and he's a lying piece of shit? No, I don't think that either. I think it was just an innocent thing. He's distracting his mind. I think you need to have a conversation. He apologized profusely. You know, I, I think... This is the love of your life. This is please, the love of your life. Please don't leave him over this. Yeah, like I think it's like so minimal. Yes. And, but I, You're going to go through a lot worse in But I absolutely... Same time though, I absolutely understand because if she fucking goes and takes a shit and is like, honey, listen, I just want to let you know I just took a shit, she's expecting that in return from him. So if he's not being as transparent... I can understand her issues because I'm very like that way. You know me, Alyssa. <laughs> Fucking everybody knows everything about me. So if I'm in a relationship, my, for my example, with Ever, and he's not as transparent with me, and I feel like I got to 
search or dig. I don't want that. So I mm. understand how she feels like betrayed. So uh, Ever and I work through it. Ever and I now are great because I said to him, I don't want to have to dig. I don't want to have to look. And I don't want to have to feel that I need to look or dig. Mm. I want us to be so open with each other that I'm not tempted to look and see if you're doing anything or if you have a reason to lie to me, you know? I feel like there's a few details missing here. Okay. Okay, so you said you moved from Arizona to SoCal. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming they moved into an apartment? I think she said she did, no? So they've been quarantined for the last four months and they moved from Arizona to SoCal. Oh, I'm not sure if she said apartment. If you did, I apologize. Um, here's, in my eyes, you guys both have your own career paths. You said he's working from home. You had to stay out for a little bit because you're a lash artist. Um, in my opinion, if this was Zane and I's situation, as long as he is paying his dues, however you decided, if you guys are splitting the apartment payment a month, say, and as long as he is paying his dues, then... I don't think you have a say to say what he does with his money else where. If that was your deciding thing, like you move in, you guys are going to split everything evenly. Now, if he's not paying his half of rent and he's doing these things behind your back, then completely. I don't, as long as Zane is paying what we agreed on, I'm not going to tell him that he can't spend his money on a video game or he has to tell me when he orders Domino's or he has to tell me when he spends something and buys himself a shirt. Like if he wasn't paying his dues for our collaborative things, then Mm -hmm. I would have an issue and be like, where the fuck are you spending all your money? Why don't you have money to help? Mm -hmm. You know, like I don't announce to Zane everything that I buy or spend on, you know, like as long as we're both paying our dues, then there shouldn't be an issue here. So I feel like the detail is missed out that he wasn't making rent or something of that Mm -hmm. sort. Like why else would it be an issue? Because if you just want to know every single thing that he buys, to me, I don't think that's completely healthy. Okay. Well, that's the thing that I was saying is they have, that's what her agreement with him. That's what they thought. It was that they, she believed that, um, they had that complete um, transparency. And she mm-hmm. said, like, they're literally, they're trying to pinch penny, pennies left and right. We share finances. We don't share bank accounts. Um, so we have an understanding that we tell each other everything that comes in and out of our personal bank accounts. So if that's your understanding, even though if you are, right, I, like, I wouldn't do that. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. But yeah. if that's your understanding and uh-huh. he's not doing it, then he needs to... Um, that's something that needs to be addressed. I don't think it's a deal breaker with the relationship. I think it's just, um, like, to me, my opinion is this was all COVID related. (laughs) Like he literally was buying a game, distracting himself from the shit that goes around the world. He should have told you. Absolutely. Um, because, because that's what your agreement was, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The transparency, whatever your deal is, even if people agree or don't agree with it, like Alyssa and Zane may have a different thing. Me and Ever might have a different thing. Every mm-hmm. couple has different um, sort of rules, I guess you would mm-hmm. call them. Um, so if he broke what you thought was the deal, mm-hmm. then you just need to address that with him. Here's and what I might be seeing from it is like he's agreeing like, yeah, sure, full transparency, da 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 and now he might sit back on it and be like, oh, I have to tell you every time I buy a $10 thing on my video game, like, that's a little excessive. Like, maybe he's just saying, yes, open communication, and then now realizing, like, oh, I have to tell you Everything. every single thing I buy. Like, I don't go to Zane and tell him, oh, just so you know, I just bought shorts online, mm-hmm. you know? 
Um, especially, and I'm, I'm, the reason I'm saying this is because you said you both have your own career paths. You both have your own jobs. You both make your own money, you know? And I get that you're pinching pennies right now, but if he's keeping up with the bills and such, maybe he just, like, maybe he, like, li- like you said, he forgot to tell you. Like, mm-hmm. he just bought his video game stuff and he didn't sit you down and say, honey, I just bought video game stuff, Definitely you know? not a deal breaker. I think you no, need to, I think no, you guys no, need no. to sit down and re, um... Maybe restructure or talk about yeah. a possible restructure. Maybe open that joint bank account that just is to pay the house bills. Yep. You know, that could be that's, a solving That's something thing. that I, I think can completely solve a lot of this issues. This way mm-hmm. he has the freedom to spend what he wants. You have the freedom to spend what you want mm-hmm. and stuff like that. If complete transparency on everything is what you want, then he has to either agree to it and compromise. Or, or he say needs, he doesn't he, feel comfortable. Say, yeah, yeah, exactly. So... Mm-hmm. We love you, girl, but yeah, you're being a little bit dramatic, but we love you. Yeah, we do love you, and you wanted our honest. (laughs) But you will be fine. I definitely think he needs to, um, I think you need to definitely have a conversation. That's it. I think conversation will solve it, you know? Yeah, you'll be fine. Okay, we got kind of off the tangent a little bit. A little bit. Anything else we want to end on? Okay. Um, the relationship. So we're ending, right? Thing. We're going to be done. So I'm just going to throw in a couple of cents here. Yeah. My two cents. Let me see. I wrote some things down too while you're talking. Okay. So, um, my advice to everyone who's listening right now is A, know your worth. Mm-hmm. Um, B, if you're in a situation that you're not 100% comfortable in, I think you need to look at yourself, look at the situation, and make a decision and go with it. Because selling yourself short and staying somewhere in a relationship, whether it be a friendship, a marriage, whatever it may be, if you're staying in it for the wrong reasons, look at that and make the decision to do better things with it because you're going to live a life of regret. And you that's like the worst. To have that on your shoulders, that pressure on your shoulders, it, it's it's just going to weigh you down and it's toxic for your soul it's top, toxic for if you have babies for your you know raising kids in that environment you just you have to really buckle down and make some decisions that might be hard and it might hurt and you might fall apart but you'll get it together you'll build yourself back up i saw something did you post this Alyssa, the other day about i keep I build myself up and knock myself yes. down. Okay. Yes. Like that's so true. You I should keep, read that. You should read that. But I'll let her read that to you. But you just need to everybody take a look at take a look at what you have, what your worth is, and are you a worthy of staying in that relationship, or b are they worthy of being in your circle? You know, because sometimes it's not worth it. It's it's not worth if you if you keep trying and they're not, it's not worth it. Go ahead, Alyssa. I'm trying to find it. Damn it, Alyssa Ross. I know I posted one yesterday. Hold on. It says ego says, once everything falls into place, I'll feel peace. And then the spirit says, find your peace and then everything will fall into place. Mm-hmm. And I really, really believe that. I think if um if you believe in It'll fall into place. It will. You just have to believe it. You have to believe everything happens for a reason and that you'll be okay. I genuinely can't find that one. I guess maybe the person that posted it had deleted it. Oh, that sucks. This is a good one, though, too. 
Um, self-care is also addressing your own problematic thoughts and behaviors, removing toxic people slash situations from your life, holding yourself accountable for what you do and say, and apologizing authentically, doing your own self-work to emotionally be literate. Mm. That Before, when we read that email, you and I both said, look it, she's owning it. Mm-hmm. Owning your own shit is so freeing. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like if you admit, hey, I'm being a dick right now. <laughs> I'm being selfish or I'm being unreasonable. Like like our last email. I think she's being a little unreasonable. But that's my opinion. But what I'm saying but is... It's so if she good comes, to own your shit. If she comes to terms with that and is like, you know what? Maybe I am over being a little... Put I'm your ego you, aside. You exactly. don't have to always. You don't have to always be right. It's Put okay. it aside. Apologize. Mean it. And yes. I'm telling you, it is so. Freeing. And make change from it after it's the apology. Freeing. Yes. Yes. Um, here's another good one. Some people will learn how to appreciate you by losing you. Oh. Go. Go Preach where you. It's go where you are celebrated, not tolerated. Oh. If people treated you like an option. Leave them like a choice. You are worth being loved and valued. That's a fucking good one. Woo, child. That is it. You have to be where you are celebrated, not tolerated. That is probably one of the best things. Yeah. One of the best things. That's that's another thing that I... um, it really resonated with me. I know it sounds so silly, but I saw a TikTok. Um, it's like a viral thing now where, you know, people make montages of memories of their life and the audio says something along the lines of, you have to start romanticizing your life. Really enjoy that cup of coffee. Make every little thing so exciting. And why do we go through days where we don't make things exciting and really enjoy and really put time and effort into being grateful and just enjoying the little shit that people would make fun of you for being so happy about. Okay, one more thing. We just did this, and I truly, truly believe in it. I think you all should start a diary. Mm. And Yeah, we just did a family exercise of 10 things we're grateful for, and we shared things. it. Yeah. You didn't like, share yours. We we'll don't have to do okay. that. No, it's whatever. <laughs> I wrote it down. It's there. Mm-hmm. Um, but absolutely, because no, ba- no matter how bad your day is, if you look to, deep enough, you'll find the good. Yeah. You know, you'll find. That's hey, what shit, we want to switch. You know what? Like, like, yeah, exactly. That's the mind switch. That's when you're yep. going to look at it through a different lens. That's what I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. You look at it through a different lens. If you're going through shit, like y- me with my back. Oh, God, my poor back. But you know what? I'm not paralyzed. I can you know walk, what? Dude. I'm actually alive. I, I had a successful surgery. I'm not in the mm-hmm. horrific pain that I was in. You that know, so many things to be grateful so, for. Exactly. So it's like I could take the bag and I could sit there and I could sulk and go, oh my God, poor me. I walk with a cane, da, 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 da. Or I could look at it as, I can fucking walk. Wow, at least I can walk with a cane. Mm-hmm. So it really is just making that mind shift. Yeah, of looking through uh, that different once lens. Once you do, man, it's, it is life changing. It takes work. Yes, like, for sure. Like Take, right now, I'm still like, working on yeah, it. Yeah, like right now, that whole back talk, it's like great. But then when I go upstairs and I have a pain and Absolutely. I'm crying again, I'm going to go into negative mind shift. Mm-hmm. But it takes work. And the way you you maintain it, in my opinion, is by every day writing down what you're grateful for. Mm-hmm. As stupid as it sounds, my husband no, walks works. around, ever walks around, you can ask him anytime. He walks around with a little rock, a tiny little rock. It's like the size of a quarter. 
and I, uh, it has a smiley face on it. Mm-hmm. And it's just to remind him, mm-hmm. like, to stay grounded to when he's at work or he's getting flustered or he's getting frustrated. That's awesome. Well, you know, mm-hmm. just remember. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's tangible. It's something that reminds him to mm-hmm. be grateful. Yeah. Take know? the bad <clears throat> situations and see them as good. Yep. As hard as it is, it's really fucking hard. But when you make that mind shift like, oh, this is happening for a reason and it'll it'll end up with a good outcome. So I'll be okay. Yeah. It might be hard now. Yep. But I'll be okay. Yep. Um, so I think that's a way to, a good way to close it off. I think, you know, I just want to leave you guys with um I, th- I think the whole point was like in quarantine, you know, drifting from people, people coming out of your life, whatever, realizing certain things about people that you didn't really know, you know, things like that. Um, and I think that you should feel valid and it's it's normal to for people to come in and out of your life. I've had multiple people come in and out of my life this year and it's normal. People drift apart. Some people aren't meant to be there forever. It's hard, but you got to normalize it. And I also wanted to touch on the topic of closure because I think that's really interesting really quick. Um, I hope this is okay. Cause we're at 89 minutes. Go right ahead. I think it'll be fine. I hope it doesn't crash. I mean, not that oh, we're oh. talking too much. Um, really quickly. Uh, I, I, Jerry and I talked about this a few days ago, but like no matter how much you talk to somebody, ask them questions, you're never going to feel settled. You're always going to want to talk more to the person that has exited your life. And I think that you need to find closure within yourself in knowing, full circle, in knowing that what's happening is for a reason. Right. Because <clears throat> end results, if you reach out, if you ask, if you torment yourself by opening that can of worms mm-hmm. to find out the details, to find out, to get those unanswered questions, mm-hmm. guess what? And result still is that friendship or that it's relationship gone. is already gone. Mm-hmm. So instead of tormenting and going through that path of why and thinking and mm-hmm. overthinking and, and seeing if they just accept it. Do you want you closure to, or do you just want to see their name pop up? You have to accept it. Right. You have to accept the closure, heal, meditate, write. I also, I do this every so often, um, negative shit that I want out of my life. Sometimes writing it down and burning it. Yes, rip it up and burn it. It honestly makes you feel better. So mm-hmm. do that. My advice to you is do that also. So journal, write down positive things that you're grateful for and burn the shit that, that negative, get it out. Mm-hmm. You know, let mm-hmm. it go. Mm-hmm. People are going to walk in and out for a reason and you'll eventually see it. And, we love you. And that's it for today. I think that was good. Ooh, I, I feel I'm like crying. I, I have tears in my eyes. Girl, I want to go. I feel like I got all my thoughts out. Be authentically yourself. Apologize when you're wrong. Um, speak out when you feel like somebody else in your life is doing you wrong and have Love conversation. Passionately when you have it and appreciate mm-hmm. and, you know, be grateful. Mm-hmm. Be grateful. Um, yeah, just op- make sure you keep that open communication um, with people in your life and don't hold things back. You know, like uh, I feel like a lot of people have issues like in Zane and I's relationship it's like wow I could have just said that to him and this whole day or this whole conversation would have been different different yeah so you know speak how you feel and sometimes you need to just say something or talk to somebody or I've had issues and it's so silly but I've had issues where people have like in past relationships where they'll say well I didn't tell you because I didn't want to hurt you. And then it's it like, hurts yeah, but me now more I'm, when you hold it now in. I'm more hurt because yeah. you lied about it. Mm. And I found out through somebody else. Mm-hmm. Or, so be honest. Yes. Be transparent. So whatever Put level of transparency. Yes. Whatever level of transparency you want in this friendship or relationship, yeah. 
be it Mm -hmm. truly, you know? It's okay Mm. to be wrong and it's okay to be right. (laughs) And yeah, just love people. Just love. Just know whatever you're going through, you're normal and everybody's going through shit. Yeah, it's a tough time right now. Yeah, you'll be okay. Time heals. Time does heal. It does, even though it's a shitty thing to hear because time takes forever, but it's the only thing that heals. So we love you all so much. Thank you so much for listening. This was a good episode. Um, we hope you uh, found some value in this or something helpful. And we you. hope even if you're you're going through something, that advice for somebody else may help you through your shit. You know, mm-hmm. that was the purpose. Just to right. help. You know, the you got this. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. We love you guys. Um, you know the drill. If you want to keep up with us elsewhere, we're Agamil on Instagram. If you want to send us an email, agamilpodcast at gmail.com. That's A-G-A-H-M-I-L podcast at gmail.com. If you want to shop our merch, you guys, don't throw it under the rug because it's pretty fucking cute. <laughs> it's <laughs> teespring.com slash stores slash Agamil. I mix it up with my Amazon one. You guys will find stores, it. Stores, yeah. Stores. Stores. Yep. Find it there. We love you all so much. Thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you all on Thursday. Okay. Okay. Love you. Bye.